This is a CBC Podcast. There are at least three things you can count on. Death, taxes, and a Friday political panel. This week, we've learned our life expectancy is dropping in Saskatchewan, also plummeting the amount of money the provincial government expects to bring in this year. Dropping in to discuss all of that, our regular Friday friends, Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post, and Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Adam, let's talk money. What's the latest? The government released its first quarter uh, financial report, and the projection for revenue was down significantly, about $529 million, in fact, in lower non-renewable resource revenue. Uh, That's something the government says is due to lower oil and potash prices and forecasts in that area for sales. Now, the government had a $1 billion surplus, as people will remember, so that's been cut in half just with that projection for non-renewable resource revenue. We also see expenses rising when it comes to uh, fighting forest fires and also helping the evacuees. That's about $90 million. So the government uh, seeing some pressures. Finance Minister Donna Harpower saying that this doesn't take into account things like crop insurance because the money only is calculated to about June of this this year. So that will be what she calls a pressure. Other things like uh, teachers' upcoming contract, which hasn't been finalized, that ha- or agreed to, that is also not uh, part of this calculation. So uh, more uh, economic pressures for the government, uh, a much lower. Uh, surplus than they expected and the NDP saying that the government squandered this billion dollar surplus that it should have been uh, offering cost of living relief to people that uh, tax revenue has increased the government's seen about 150 million dollars more in PST revenue in this for than it forecasted so that's uh, sort of a, a sketch of what we're seeing right now just you know a few months still until we see the budget uh, Minister Donna Harper says it's too early to say if we'll see uh, a tax cut. She says that decision will be made closer to budget. Murray, what do you make of all that? Well, it, it's important that we're not in a deficit situation. So credit Donna Harper and the government for putting us in a position where they didn't overspend and le- left us in a deficit situation. But here, here's the problem, as I see it. This government has had a very bad record of accurately predicting any budget since it can't come to office in 2007. And, and yes, this is Saskatchewan, where we have volatility in oil and potash and obviously problems like uh, uh, forest fires and drought, although this is also government that denies climate change, so maybe it has to be a little bit more prepared for the future as to what its costs will be. All that said, though, it's not easy to argue that this government is spending wisely. Just last year, we were sending out $500 checks to everybody, which is about the equivalent of the the, the, the drop in this year's revenue and uh, deficit sur- surplus situation. Uh, this is a government that forgoes about $500 million annually in taxes on farmers when it comes to farm machinery, chemicals, uh, uh, the, where the PST isn't uh, paid, uh, repairs, parts, all kinds of things tax 
All these are political decisions that this government is making uh, to, in essence, buy votes. Now they are in the uh, problem and being rightly criticized for having money and not having spent it properly, as Adam says, having squandered it uh, as per the NDP uh, con- uh, argument. And there seems to be validity to that argument today, given the, the budget situation. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the fall and the coming session leading into the 2024 general election. Uh, Adam, for most of my life, I've been hearing about life expectancy in this country going up, but here in Saskatchewan, it's not. What's happened? Yeah, these are numbers from Stats Canada released uh, looking at between 2017 and 2021 across the country. Now, in Canada, the life expectancy is is about 81 years. In Saskatchewan, we've seen a drop from around 81 to now to closer to 78 years over that time period. And that's the lowest level it's been since 2001. So you're right, as we've seen over the last you know 20 or so years, life expectancy has been rising steadily uh, in the last uh, four, four, four to six years, let's say, that's dropping. This doesn't take into account 2022 or 2023. Stats Canada says, you know, there are a number of factors at play here, uh, education level, socioeconomic factors, demographics, but also, uh, you know, healthcare, you know, given the pressures the pandemic put on the healthcare system. In addition, what it calls accidental deaths, and specifically it's referring to in Saskatchewan, drug toxicity deaths, which we see are rising rapidly uh, between those years and even in the last two years, including this year, and those numbers haven't been factored in yet. So uh, we're seeing the life expectancy, according to Stats Canada, in this province drop, and it's uh, well below now the national average. Murray, what's going on? Well, I'm pretty worried about the drop in life expectancy at my age, but but uh, that's that on the more it's serious looming note. looming closer for some of us than others. Closer, yeah. on, a, on a more serious note, it, I, I find it to be a way underreported story and a very problematic one. And I'm glad we're talking about it today. That we're that in a province like Saskatchewan, where we don't have the pressures of urban life, uh, where city life apparently or uh, uh, allegedly takes more years off you than living in sort of more rural environments, uh, that we would be the province that would have the, the greatest reduction in life expectancy, according to these StatsCan numbers. And one thing that uh, didn't come out directly uh, in the StatsCan report is that these were the COVID years. It, it, they, they did mention it, but Pertinent to this is we had a government that was determined to be the earliest one in terms of removing uh, COVID restrictions when uh, uh, Dr. Tara Moriarty of the University of Toronto uh, released her research suggesting that that there are a whole bunch of unaccounted for deaths in Saskatchewan uh, that were... uh, related and weren't being reported, uh, Premier Scott Moe and others called that egregious misinformation. Well, is it? Because right now the Statistics Canada's numbers say something very real is happening in this province, and we don't really know 100% sure what it is. We do know the problems, and they will be politically debated, uh, but they're coming home to roost. I have sympathy for any government because there's only so much you can do about a person's life expectancy, how they choose to live, how healthy they choose to be. But issues related to northern poverty, issues related to the fentanyl crisis and drug addiction are major issues here and major contributors to why this story is – we're talking about this story today. And this is where the focus needs to be uh, in terms of debate in the coming months. And you expect it to be so, Adam? We'll get back, I guess, with the fall sitting? 
Yeah, I think the what Murray touched on there is something we've talked about quite a bit. It's 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 suicide numbers in the province. The NDP's push for suicide prevention. And also uh, the mental health and addictions crisis in the province that uh, more should be done there. Murray mentioned fentanyl deaths. We're seeing, you know, huge numbers of that in cities. So uh, those are issues that we see come up uh, quite a bit in the, in the session. Uh, and also just healthcare in general. The government this week announcing that they're uh, pushing for a recruitment trip across Canada to try and grab healthcare workers from other provinces to bring them to Saskatchewan. And we know that you know healthcare centers and hospitals are are understaffed in this province, so that's another issue that comes up all the time in the in the in the house, and and I expect it to be uh, debated and talked about quite a bit, and you know related to to this this number report from Stats Canada. And Murray, what else do you expect to dominate when politicians get back into the legislature? I guess money as well. <laughs> Well, money, although it's very hard for the NDP uh, to criticize the, uh, the the problems in terms of, of the falling uh, uh, surplus and us head towards a deficit situation when it's also the NDP opposition that's arguing to spend, spend, spend. But in this particular case, I think there's legitimate argument for them to uh, – to argue that you haven't addressed the problems as outlined in, in this, these life expectancy numbers and other numbers uh, at a time when you should have been able to put away uh, money for the boom. We don't have a government with contingency funds or heritage funds, uh, but they still choose to basically hand out $500 checks. And I don't know if those $500 checks are doing much to expend, extend people's lives. And I think maybe uh, that there's a framing of an issue for the opposition in that particular way. And that would be one that would be a little bit more difficult for the government to answer easily. Thanks, you guys. You're very welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.